This is the What I Live For podcast for January 23rd, 2020. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the What I Live For podcast. And today I'm talking to my new friend, Caitlin. Uh, if you don't know who Caitlin is, she came highly recommended to me by uh, past guest Kayla. Uh, they're actually really good friends. They're workout partners. And uh, she just she just told me that I really need to talk to uh, her friend, Caitlin. And I like I said, I have been talking to Caitlin since uh, Kayla recommended that I you know come in contact with her. Uh, and it's just been fun to get to know her over DMs. But like once, uh, once she got on the podcast, like it, it really opened up a lot of, of the way she operates and, um, like just, the, just her background really tells me a lot about the way she operates and why she does the things she does. And, um, the, the interesting thing about Caitlin is that she just started her weight loss journey in October. Um, this was, this actually episode was actually recorded in December. So like she was already two months into her, her journey so far and there's no signs of stopping. I, I, I clearly see that she's going to get, get to, get to the quote unquote end, but, um, she, she's, she has no sign of stopping or slowing down. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun recording it, um, uh, we, we, like we talked for like, for an hour on this podcast and then we ended up talking for another two hours after we got off the call. So like, I mean, after, after the, uh, the recording stopped uh, recording. So, um, it was just fun just to get to know her even on and off the podcast. And like I said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, if you want to follow Kate, I can't talk today at all. Uh, if you want to follow Caitlin on Instagram, you can follow Caitlin on Instagram at a girl named K underscore, um, Give her a follow because she's like I said she she's relentless with her with her weight loss journey and she's not even gonna stop anytime soon. So like, um, I had a lot of fun getting to know her on this podcast and I hope you guys enjoy the, enjoy this podcast too. So, uh, like I said, let's just get right into it. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's your How's your day going? Uh, it's it's over actually it's um <laughs> thankfully it's over um it was a long day i worked today so yeah. i uh got home a little bit ago from walmart because you know how you ha- you have a plan for in the morning you're like okay i'm gonna get up at this time mm-hmm. because of this because I, I i unfortunately the ice rink that i work out which is like only for like four months out of the year um it's in the smack dab middle of my day yeah. so i can't have a life saturday and sunday so, because I go in at twelve thirty and I leave around five thirty six o'clock. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get up early. I'm gonna go to Walmart. I'm gonna get the the I I sponsored at my gym. They have the Salvation Army Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and I was there. And I'm like, there's a lot of kids left over, and I'm like, uh. so I was like, I'm not gonna get involved. Like it's you know it's cool, and uh, I felt like a pull in my heart. So I'm just like, okay. So I kind of <laughs> just went over to the tree, and it was like the it was just drawn to what little girl named Dana Mm -hmm. and I see her little list and I'm like okay and then at the very end it's a scooter and I'm like oh girl I got you so (laughs) I went to Walmart (laughs) I went to Walmart and um I was like I was like besides a scooter if they don't have a scooter I had a plan if they had the scooter I'll get her this cute little fleece that I saw 
to go with it. So at least she had a piece of clothing to go with it. And if they didn't have a scooter, I would get her like this hookup with like this cute outfit. Like, so she would go to school the next day, come and like fly. So I was like, I had a plan. And uh, thankfully they had scooters left over. So I got her this, I actually called Kayla. <laughs> I was like, I need your opinion. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm a pink girl. And I'm like, I, I like pink too. I said, I think I'm really drawn to the pink. So she's like, all right, so get the pink. And she says the girl's going to be very happy and lucky. So she helped me feel good about it because this is the first time I've ever doing something like this on my own. Usually yeah. it's like I've I've like done it with my school or I've formed organizations with my church or I've done stuff like with my mom, but never like, okay, I got this. So it was my first and it was cool. And, um, you know, I hope she's going to be happy. And the fleece is adorable. Like if I, if I was a little like 10-year-old girl, I would be very happy. And ironically – enough because i was hoping that like there was a deal going on with the scooters you know how sometimes they have like the scooters with like the helmets and yeah. the elbow pads yeah. thankfully they had that so oh, she gets awesome. the helmet she gets the elbow pads the knee pads the scooter and a little fleece so she'll be happy so overall even though i had to work getting the gifts for her was my day was my day was great <laughs> so you just ended your day on a high note i did it i ended my day on a high note and now i'm talking to you so it's even better <laughs> Yeah, this is not a high note. <laughs> oh, 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 please. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so you came recommended to me through Kayla. Because, oh, my girl. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I know, because y'all, don't y'all work out together on Thursdays? Is that, Every oh? Thursday, yeah. except for last Thursday. She was so sick. Yeah. Um, I felt bad, and I am not one. And I, there's a quote that she turned me on to that I started living by, and the, 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 bottom of bottom line of it is i she's probably gonna be upset because i didn't quote this right <laughs> but it was um i didn't become i i i didn't get anything i prayed for until i became the type of person who deserved it or yeah. something along those lines and you know when she first started her journey i was just like wallowing in self-pity so you know i'm a spiritual person um, you know, so, you know, I believe that, you know, God was like, nope, you're not getting anything like this. Cause you're not in the right mind state of yeah. mind. Like you're nowhere near like, so I was like, it was, it was, I watched from afar. <laughs> um, but yeah, when me, you know, when I started my journey and, you know, she put up on her Instagram, you know, anyone long on anyone of my followers on long Island, if you guys want to come to my gym, I was like me, <laughs> cause <laughs> I've always wanted to work out buddy. But like the people that I used to go to the gym with, which, it's part of the reason why I stopped. They didn't know how to work out. They would want to talk. Yeah. Like when I'm at the gym, that's me time. You know, when I'm at the gym, that's like my reflection time. That's my time to work out today's shit. So it's just to, to try and sit there and like baby them. It was, it was frustrating. So I would always quit. Cause I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Like I'm trying to better me. And then like, you don't know how to better yourself. So you're trying to see mm -hmm. instruction from me. And meanwhile, I have no idea what I'm doing. So you know, it was just like, eh, but, you know, she when she put the post up, it just fit her and I just fit together very well. So it became an every Thursday thing. Um, I did not expect that a friendship out of it, but she's become, I'm convinced her and I were supposed to be twins and it, it was just going to be too much. So we, <laughs> he, made, he made me 29, her 26. So, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I fully believe that, but her and I are just so much alike and it's really awesome going through life um with someone like her in it as like a supporter and like someone in your corner and you know she's she's 
lost 100 pounds in a year and that's that was my yeah. goal that's my that is my goal yeah. and you know she's just it's it's cool to see um you know it's it's hard to find somebody who matches your your build and who matches your your body type and your yeah. height and your weight and everything and she is literally she was two pounds two or three pounds lighter than me and i'm five four and she's five one yeah so i was like if she can do this i know for sure i can do this exactly. and then i just you know started surrounding myself with you know people who she's like not hurt the same people she did but like almost kind of taking the, the lead she did and then i met you and i met danny and i met chelsea and you know so it just it all kind of just fell into place you know once i took that leap of faith <laughs> but yes kayla she's my girl i i do not i cannot picture my life without her now that she's been in it <laughs> yeah i mean that that's kayla's the kind of person that i like for the for the longest part like of my weight loss journey i did it with with my wife at the time and so, like, for the longest time, like, I didn't have, like, any, like, outside of of just me and her, like, uh, of, like, like, a teammate for weight loss. So, like, when I went to the gym, like, it was by myself. So, I, and I'm, I'm used to that now. Like, I'm used to, because I tried to work out with somebody before, and I was like, I hate this. Uh, like, because, <laughs> right. like, they're trying, like to, no. <laughs> they're trying to talk and stuff. I'm like, no, I, I, I'd rather just do the work and then leave. Like, I don't want to be in here for, you know, three hours because we're talking about last night's game. Like, right. no, like, I just want to, I just want to get it done and go home. So, exactly. like, yeah, I, I, I totally get that having somebody, like, somebody there for you, but they're also, like, doing their own stuff and they're not trying to, like, you know, do the same thing you're doing. Like, they're just like, hey, we're both here. We're accountable. We're here. You go do your thing. We do, I go do mine. And then we come back together and, see, and just kind of check in and see how we did. Pretty much. And it's just, we just fit together so well because yeah. only recently did we start talking on cardio because our lives kind of were going through some like a rough patch and we just needed yeah. to vent it out. But even then, like we did a half hour and we were like, oh my God, we were dying. Like, we <laughs> like, the last 10 minutes we were like, oh my God, we got to concentrate because like we're literally winded right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when we're doing weight training, she'll, she'll just show me the moves and then we'll do it together. And then... It's just, it's a perfect fit because we know what we want to do. We get in there, we get out, but like we spend the time together. We're, we're bonding, you know, we're, we're talking to each other on on a different level because we're working out together. So it's just like our spirits are talking to one another. And I always know when she's off, she always knows when I'm off. So we know how to push each other more at the gym. Mm Because like if I'm off, I'm not going to give it my all because I'm just like, ugh. so she's like, come on, girl, you got this. (laughs) Having her. Seeing her beast it out, I'm like, oh, I got to beast it out because I'm going to look like a wimp. Like, this is this. So, it's, it's the accountability thing is definitely up there with, with her. And it just, we just fit together so well. And it's just, like I said, it, it, everything fell into place when I took the leap of faith. And it was, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's great to have her in your corner because then now, now she's like pushing herself even more. Cause I know like a few weeks ago, she started working with free weights with Steph. So, like, She's really trying to push herself out of that comfort zone of, of, of doing the same thing over and over. Well, I think we were talking about it, and I and she was like, oh, I stopped kickboxing. And I was like, I saw, and I said, uh, I believe that your body was getting too used to it. Yeah. Because for a full year, that's legitimately all you were doing. You were doing kickboxing, and then twice a week you were doing weight training. Yeah. And, like, kick, kickboxing, I prob- they probably do, like, more cardio stuff. I've, I've never been... Um, but I know they don't really do strength training, really, I don't think so, because like strength training is weights and like body weights and like, so I maybe they, maybe they do like the bare minimum of it. Yeah. But 
again, I'm not familiar with it, but I've seen such a transformation since she has started weight training. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. I'm so, so proud of her. Cause I know she was getting a little discouraged. I know she was kind of hitting a plateau and for her to come to a realization, like, let me change it up. Maybe what I'm doing is not working. It's just, I'm proud of her that she kept going forward. Cause once you, it's, it's hard to stay focused when you hit a plateau. Exactly. Because, so. <laughs> because you're like, you're so stuck in your head. Like, what am I doing wrong? What, uh, do I need to change this? Do I need to change that? Like, what am I doing wrong? So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to be in a plateau and be in, a, in that place where like you have no clue what's going on and you have to kind of like pick it apart piece by piece and figure out what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad, I'm glad she figured it out. And yeah. it's funny cause when I started my, my journey, you know, I have support, but everyone was instantly like, well, you know, Caitlin, you're going to hit a plateau. And I said, and then I'll intimate fast. Like I'm prepared for this this time. Like you guys don't understand. Like I have a support behind me. I have a family behind me mm-hmm. that like I've never even met before. Just Instagram and talking and like just the community that I found myself in. I said, they, they're not going to let me fail and I'm not going to let myself fail. So I got this. And if you're going to just doubt me, then sit on the sidelines and watch me work. <laughs> I think, and I know I'm kind of going out of my usual format, but like usually I, I see that the people who are on Instagram are like that they've done it. They've done what you've already done or they're in the, in the thick of it or they're just starting. And the thing about Instagram is they, they want you to win. And regardless if if you're winning a winner or not right now, they're gonna make sure you at least try to win. Exactly. And if you can't do it this moment, then they're just gonna <clears throat> keep checking up on you to make yeah. sure that at some point you get back on the horse to, to win this race. Ex- you know, they, they're not gonna let you fail and not finish. You gotta you gotta cross the finish line even if you're crawling. <laughs> no, exactly. Because like like I I I've seen people who like will disappear for three days and I'm like, okay, I'm checking on them because that's not usual. Like usually like if you're posting like every couple hours or something like that, I'm like, okay, that's, that's the usual suspect. But like if you go two, three days without posting and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, and- exactly. And I started going with my gut instinct. If uh, someone, cause I'm the worst at keeping in touch. <clears throat> like my heart is pure. I'm a ride or die. Like if you call me in the middle of the night saying someone was messing with you, I, wouldn't even ask questions. Just send me your location. I'll be there in a second. But <laughs> checking up on people, it's like I, I try to. So what I started doing is anytime they come through my thoughts, I just shoot them a message. Hey, yeah. checking up on you. Hoping you're good. You know, love you very much. And then, you know, it's either, hey, I'm great. Or, oh, my gosh, thank you for reaching out to me. So I started doing that. And I'm just like, okay, I got this. No, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I've done that, too. Like, I think. I think there was a day where, like, you hadn't posted, like, for a long time. And, I like, I checked on you. I was like, are you okay? Yep, yep. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. So that was – thank you for checking up on me that oh, way. No. Chelsea checked up on me as well. Uh, <clears throat> Kayla d- Kayla hit me up. Dan- Danny Danny hit me up. I had a lot of – I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, we know when um, people go quiet. When you go quiet for, like, a, a long period of time, like, okay, something's going on. Right. So, but I saw it. Now I'm just making a point to post on my story so you guys know I'm okay. <laughs> so, let's, let's, so when we're talking about stories, let's go ahead and talk about yours. So, where did you grow up? I grew up, I was actually, here you go. I'm going to get the whole basis. Yeah. I was born. Let's go. July, <laughs> I was born July 11th, 1990, 3.43 p.m. in Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. VSC section, and I have a scar on my right cheek because um, the doctors didn't expect my face to be so close to my mom's stomach oh. where they were cutting. 
And my mom's good friend, who was her birthing coach, said the doctor goes, whoops. <laughs> I was like, thank you for telling me this now, like years <laughs> later. <laughs> but I wear my scar proudly. So I was born in Manhattan. Um, I am a military brat. My mom was in the United States Coast Guard. Um, she's also a single a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is, in my eyes, a superhero. <laughs> she yeah. will always be a superhero. So um, I, I lived on Governor's Island till I was about two. Then we moved to Rosedale, Queens, till I was about five. And then I moved to Long Island, Plainview to be exact, when I was about five and a half, six. Lived in Plainview till I was about, I want to say, ten. And then we moved from Plainview till Bayshore, to Bayshore the summer before 9-11 happened. The summer of 9-11, actually. Oh, wow. So we moved from Plainview, which is a good, I want to say, 30 to 40 minutes from the city, mm-hmm. um, to the South Shore, which is about an hour away from the city. But you could still see the smoke on 9-11. So oh, that, yeah. was, that was, that was, I can't believe I was alive for that. I still, I look back on that day and I was like, oof. I can't believe I was like, like alive. Yeah, you were young then too. Like you were like super. I was young. eleven. Yeah. I just turned eleven, and uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. But at least I can because I would hear stories of my grandparents about, you know, World War Two and, you know, just different wars, and I'd be like, oh, well, I like I didn't think I would ever be alive to mm-hmm. see like that. But I was hoping something, something life changing, but not negative. So. <laughs> no. And no. Then, yeah. <laughs> But that's, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Bayshore. Uh, we'll say that though. Cause I mean, I, I lived in Nassau County for a little bit, but Bayshore is really the hometown. I grew up in Bayshore, yeah. which I love. <laughs> so what was childhood like? Cause like you said, your mom was military and then y'all moved around a lot. Um, what was that like? Oh, she, uh, for a single parent, she did not let us fit into the statistic. Um, she worked for the town of Oyster Bay for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. She was in the Coast Guard. And then when she became a homeowner, she would do like six or seven odd jobs, you know, in, for a while. She did it for years, actually. And she did it because if I wanted 20 bucks <clears throat> to go to the mall with my friends, she just wanted to be like, here, Caitlin, no problem. Yeah. Or if I wanted, you know, the, the latest shoes, she didn't want to have to make a sacrifice. Okay, food on the table or my child's joy. She sacrificed time with me, you know, and being there during sports games. I mean, she was there a lot. She did. I, I can't believe I <laughs> if I ever become become a mother, I hope I am half the woman she is because yeah. how she did it. I, I never you would have thought I had two parents. You would have really thought I had two parents, the love, the support, the, you know, just the, at, there was food on the table. My, my friends who had two parents, they would be at my house because that's where they felt safe. Yeah. So it was just, I grew up and statistics, that's such a dark word for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, I should have been pregnant, drug addict, dead, homeless, um, a teen mom, you know, a runaway or, you know, with at least six kids and five baby daddies. But that's not me. I have an apartment, you know, I'm happy, I'm healthy. You know, I have a full-time job. I work seasonally because I live live on Long Island and it is expansive here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but statistically I beat that. And for a single mom to like look back and say her daughter made it to 29, I think that's an accomplishment for her. And, you know, she did a hell of a job. She wasn't perfect. I mean, she sheltered me a lot. 
she didn't have, uh, if you ask her, she would say she didn't have bad twos. She didn't have terrible twos. She had terrible 22s. <laughs> so I, I rebelled later in life. Yeah. <laughs> and it was mayhem. Like, I don't know how I made it alive. Clearly, my guardian angels had my back. But uh, she uh, she did her best. And she did not stay in job raising me. So she really, really, really set the bar high. <laughs> I mean, but she also put a lot of that a lot of that determination into you though like because she showed you like if you work hard enough you'll you, you'll attain anything you want yeah she, my she, work ethic is yeah, definitely she, from her yeah she put that in you like way early because you're you're saying that she was working all these odd jobs and she was always at some kind of event that you were at and, and things like that so like it like she made sure she made time for you but she also made sure that you had everything that you wanted exactly she made it to my eighth grade dance which was a big thing and she mm-hmm. made it to my prom and you know, my, my, my senior prom, I didn't take a date because I was like, you know what? It's my senior prom. I don't want to bring somebody who I think is going to be fun. And then I'm sitting next to him, not enjoying myself. Yeah. And my friend James actually did that. And I actually was like, you owe me a dance. And his date was not happy, but I was like, he owes me a dance. So <laughs> I'm getting my dance. And we danced. And he had a blast. And she ended up eventually dancing with him. But um, my friend's. Till this day, you know, two of them I still keep in contact with. They still talk about the prom. <laughs> they still talk about the before and the after. Because my mom, you know, she made her home into, like, a place where we could have – we had, like, a nice little snack before, like, a pre-prom thing where the parents yeah. would come. They had drinks. They had snacks. And when we went to prom, like, all my friends' parents stayed at my mom's house. They all got drunk. They got, like, <laughs> hammered. They just hung out. They all talked about us and how, like – they're so happy we made it to senior year and like they they munched their faces off and then when we got dropped off my mom made us a breakfast for the for the next morning so it was just it was overall yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's just nice to hear that she made yeah she made it a point to be at the big at the big milestones she made it to my graduation my eighth grade moving up you know into 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 freshman year because that's a big accomplishment (laughs) like so i mean yeah, she made it to the to the to the most important things in my life. There's some things that she missed that I am like I'm like you missed that. I don't, I don't really care. Like I obviously don't remember, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know you did mention that you did play sports. Were you more of an academic person, or were you more of a sports person? Like Ooh, I was not. I was not academic. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You know what it is. Um, my family. We come from a long line of very intelligent people Mm -hmm. but we just don't apply ourselves like my cousin walter and i he didn't apply himself in high school neither did i um college i did (laughs) but high school did not so i was more of a sports in middle school yeah um high school it got too too hard because they would drill into you because it was like varsity so it was bayshore during 2000 four to 2008 when I graduated mm-hmm. sports you lived and breathed sports if you weren't sleeping in your softball cleats you didn't deserve to play that's how they saw you so it got a little overwhelming in high school to the point where I was just like I'm good I'm just gonna like wing it <laughs> like I'm just gonna figure out my knack so yeah. I did backstage crew for a bit um I did I was always in marching band which <laughs> I am a band geek <laughs> uh, I, I, I was too <laughs> I am a band geek and my my band instructor would always make us watch Drumline every single time we went to. <laughs> so I can quote that movie to you, A to B, like A to A to Z. So like 
from beginning to end, I can quote that movie to you. And it's it's embedded in my soul. So, I mean, I <laughs> I was trying to find my knack, but I kind of just fit in everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like a floater in high school. But middle school, I was more of the athletic. I was softball captain, soccer captain. Um, I was dating like the, the, the baseball captains, ooh, the wrestling captains. Like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> like, But high school, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> No, thank you. I hung up my cleats. I hung up my softball gear. I hung up everything. I tried it freshman year with my friend Jesse. Well, she was a friend. She's an acquaintance now. But uh, yeah. you know, we tried to we tried to travel team together, and we had fun. But then after that, I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I kind I got lazy. I did get lazy, unfortunately, because my mom was working, so I didn't have that push push of like, are you at soccer practice or anything? So, so I'd be like, yeah, mom, I'm, I'm going to practice, but, but I would go home. And, you know, I got lazy after it. So I did it. I did it to myself. <laughs> but I do snowboard still. And I do do like enjoy sports. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about um, like the main thing that I, I usually talk about on these podcasts is weight. So like when did when did you realize that weight was a problem for you? Oh, weight was a problem for me. I want to say we my family diabetes runs in our family. So. Unfortunately, because my grandparents, you know, they had nine kids, they didn't really have time to like cook, cook, so they would throw stuff together or get fast food or whatever. Um, I mean, my mom was skinny up until she had me, and then you know she got she got big and then she lost weight. But I want to say for me, weight was about thirteen, okay, fourteen. I I was put on the Atkins diet by my doctor, which um, my 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 adult doctors think that really messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> because I was very young and yeah. the Atkins diet was all high protein and really no sugar, um, not really any carbs. It was just, you know, protein based. Like I would go to soccer practice. I would make a salad, put bacon bits on it and that would be my meal. And so it wasn't really a balanced meal. It was kind of new when I was 14, which is like 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at my healthiest, which was, which was 150, 155. So my doctor said, okay, don't gain anything. Don't lose anything. You're great where you are. If you stay this for the rest of your life, you'll be set. You won't have to worry about diabetes, high blood pressure, anything. Cool. All right, cool. So the four months later, my family goes on a family vacation. And, of course, when you're on vacation and you're a child, you don't really know to prepare or yeah. to meal prep or to bring things. So I was like, you know what? It's only a couple of days. I got this. I did not have that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Pizza shoved it in my face. Mozzarella sticks shoved it in my face. Ice cream shoved it in my face. Like everything I could not have on Atkins, I was just piling into my face because I was like, I'm on vacation. Yeah, of I'm course. on vacation and I'm 14. So I'm a kid. I could lose it. And I think because I sugar dumped myself so quickly, my body did not <laughs> react very well to it <laughs> at all. And then because I got a taste of like, the sugars and the carbs and, you know, the sweets and the salties and the, and the spices and not just like bacon bits on a regular salad yeah. or like a chicken Caesar salad, you know, just basic. I was like, I got this, you know, I don't need Atkins anymore. And I plummeted, plummeted after that 14. I haven't seen myself at a healthy weight since 14 years old. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's intense. <sighs> yeah. I fluctuated a lot. I, I fluctuated a lot. It was, um, we call it the mock curse because we love my family. We are foodies. We love mm-hmm. food. 
Um, um, especially me, I was not, I never ate Gerber food. My mom food processed my baby food. So I was eating Brussels sprouts at two, you know, I was eating Brussels sprouts. I was eating, um, edamame. I was eating just random vegetables that kids wouldn't even touch, you know, eating it like it was nothing, you know, I was eating carrots. So I just, my palate is not picky. (laughs) So, I mean, and that's good though, because like, <clears throat> when you finally actually actually really got into your weight loss journey, you probably just ate anything and everything that most people would not even touch. Correct. I actually had a lot of fun. Um, you know, when I started my weight loss journey, the, my boyfriend of five years actually moved out. And um, for two weeks after he moved out, you know, it, it was like the normal it wasn't it was like the normal breakup thing. You yeah. know, the guys out partying yeah, I got this, like, and the girl's, like, wallowing in self-pity, wanting to die, her heart shatter, you know, the normal four or five gallons of Ben and Jerry's on your nightstand with six cookies, you know, watching Legally Blonde, that type of thing. Yeah. So (laughs) I did that for about two weeks, and um, my best friend called me, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, uh, my best friend, Tony, she's been my friend for over a decade, and uh, she called me, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm dandy. And she's like, well, I just had a vision that, like, you died. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, and I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. And it really freaked me out. So I called you. And I, I was hoping you would answer. She goes, and you answered. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's like a Thursday, I think. I, I forgot what day she called me. And she goes, well, what's going on? Because obviously nothing's right. And I just sobbed to her on the phone, mm-hmm. like, crying. Like, I had a pullover. I was hyperventilating. I was just losing my mind. And she, after everything was said, she goes, Caitlin, you used to be a bad bitch. Remember? Remember when Ryan broke your heart? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you used to be a bad bitch. What happened to that? And I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, well, you need to become that bad bitch again. Become that badass bitch. And I was like, oh, my God. So now looking back on it, I'm like, what? <laughs> but at the time, I was like, yeah, I need to become her. Like, through my sniffles and my tears and, like, as I'm in the car, people are probably like, oh, my gosh, she should probably be in, like, a mental hospital. Cause she's, <laughs> and then she's, she's parking lot sobbing and screaming into the phone. like. But she um, – and then it was not even two days after that that I was like, you know what? I- I'm sick. I'm sick of this. I-, I deserve better and started my journey. <laughs> and when was that? When did that start? October 7th. October 7th <clears throat> and then actually that Thursday of that week, which I want to say is the 11th, I met with Kayla. <laughs> so all all of this has actually happened just this year, right? Yep, just this year. Because okay, I so. tried and failed so many times. Um, I tried. My family. My mom bought my fa- my mom surprised my siblings and I for a cruise. Um, she got remarried in two thousand seven okay. to the most wonderful man. Um, he unfortunately unexpectedly passed away May of two thousand eighteen. So. I was doing well with my weight loss up until that point, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of went back to relapse. And then I actually got to my highest weight in that time, which was 271, oh, which wow. was the highest I've ever been. And that that number actually almost made me throw up. <laughs> well, yeah, because like you, you, you never expect to get that high in your weight. Like you, uh, most people never expect to get like two, three, four hundred. Like even for me, almost 500 pounds. Nobody ever expects to get that high, and then when he, when you see it on the scale, you're like, "Whoa, I need to do something about this." Because there's, if I keep going up, it's going to get worse. Exactly. I might, not, I might and, not make it. 
and I was I was like hiding myself between like sweatshirts and I was pulling I found myself pulling my shirts again like I did in high school you know when I was when I was like in the 250s and I was like found myself pulling on the shirts again and then you know I was just like I looked in the mirror one day and I was just like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. what the hell just happened to me and my shoulders were like I I do not carry being overweight well at all I will be the first to admit that so all those people that told me, oh, my God, I know you're, you're so beautiful, though. I kind of want to look at them and be like, you are not real. You are not real to me. You saw I had a problem. You saw that I was overweight and you saw and you still saw like did not do anything. You, you did not pull me to the side and be like, Caitlin, you're beautiful, but you are not healthy. Yeah. And like it doesn't matter if I would have taken it at that moment, but at least they planted the seed that like, hello, something needs to change. Exactly. But because because no one wants to be that guy and say, you know, listen, you're really not healthy. What you're doing for you is not working for you. They want to be like, oh, yeah, that, I feel like that's the most detriment, detrimental thing to say to somebody who's overweight. But you're so beautiful. Or you have such a great personality, that, but your face is so beautiful. Okay, but my body is not. And my heart is not. And my lungs are not. And, like, climbing up one flight of stairs and gasping for breath, that is not like yeah. that is that's not worth it having just a pretty face. Like I deserve to have a healthy body to go along with my pretty face. So exactly. I always now that I'm in my journey, I'm like, that is the most detrimental thing that anybody could ever say to somebody who's overweight is, well, you have such a pretty face or, you know, you have such a nice personality. Don't change a thing. No, no, please tell me I need to change a thing, please. Like, but I, I think wish, I wish that. I, th- I think a lot of people are just afraid to pull the trigger on that, though, because they don't want to. They, they don't want to be the villain. They don't want to be the bad guy. <laughs> they are, and I actually, um, I, I, I say things now. I'm <clears throat> way too. I'm way too honest now. I used to be yeah. a big pathological liar because it was a lot easier to explain where my biological father was at a young age if I made up some cockamania stories. So, you know, kids didn't ask questions if you made up a cool story that your dad was off doing something cool or like what you made your life seem really cool. So that ended up, so I broke that habit. Thank the Lord. And now I'm way too honest for my own. (laughs) (laughs) But I say it with love. And for instance, my good friend, was saying, you know, I'm going to the gym and I'm, I'm working my butt off, but I'm not losing the weight. And I'm like, okay, but you drink almost every night. Exactly. And she was like, ouch. And I'm like, I love you. I'm like, that's why I'm being real with you. You drink every night. I said, if you stop drinking for a week, watch how much weight you lose. I mean, if you think about it, if you if you would have just told her to keep doing the same thing she was doing, and then she kept saying that she's not really losing the weight, but then like a year goes by and she's still have the same pattern like eventually she's gonna have to figure it out so it's either she figures it out or you're gonna tell her way in advance so she doesn't waste time right and if she wants to like figure it out when i bring it to her attention then great if she doesn't then that's on her i'm not responsible Mm -hmm. for like keep shoving it down her throat my my responsibility as a friend is to just bring up something that is not right that i know is not right for her and if she chooses to do something positive with it great if she still continues to do the negative thing with it then i have to just kind of stand by and let her do it exactly <laughs> so but she actually did do a couple of days I, I believe she went a week um but she was going through withdrawals and she she messaged me and she was just like this is all your fault <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like listen i'll take it from you i'll take this from you because i know you're going through with, with alcohol withdrawals i said so i'll let you i'll let you tell me that it's my fault but i'm glad you're telling me it's my fault because i love you well i i, I just feel like i i would rather be honest with you and tell you what's going on 
like if just being the outside observer person, I would rather tell you what's going on rather than you like waste time and and finally figure it out like a year later, and oh, you exactly. wasted a whole year on nothing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's like uh, my family. Another reason why I got into my weight loss journey and everything was because my family they got so tired of telling me, and because they were the closest people to me, and I wasn't listening to them. Because I was like, I got this. Like, I got my life under control. I'm an adult. Like, even at 29, you don't know everything. <laughs> like, I'm I'm learning from Kayla, and she's younger than me. But that age is but a number because her her mental her her mentality is just up there. So yeah. like, I could have an intimate, deep conversation with her about something that's bothering me, and she's not going to be like, well, I don't really know. She's going to be like, well, listen, this is what you got to make. This is the decisions you got to make. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like that's real, but thank you. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I want to tell you now as somebody who's in their late thirties, almost approaching 40, it doesn't change. You still don't know everything. Yeah. I figured I, I saw something on Facebook and I was hysterical at it. And it was that scene from frozen when Olaf goes Every like when you get everything makes sense when you're older, and it was like every adult in the theater doing the side eye, and I was like, that's so relatable. <laughs> no, it is because, like I say, I, I think when you're younger, you're like, oh, I'm know everything when I'm in my twenties, thirties, forties. Nope, that does not happen. For some, it's, it's some funny. people it does it, but for for the majority, no, it doesn't happen. I'm almost thirty, and here I am looking for like an older adult. It's like I'm looking, I, I I'm trying to look for an adult, and then I realize that I'm an adult, so I'm trying to look for an older adult <laughs> <laughs> to help me with my issues. So I'm like, no, no, you look too young. No, no, you look like you're a year younger than me. You, you look you're forty five. I'm coming to you. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny that the scope has changed. <laughs> no, I mean it has. Like, it, it's, uh, it's you just never figured out. Like it. it Eventually, you probably will. Some people do, but like for the most part, like you just you're always a work in progress. Like even when you get older, you're like you're you're still working on stuff. This is the most <clears throat> I've not been in control of my life, and I and I love it. <laughs> I have been. <clears throat> I'm a cancer, so I I'm a cancer to a T. I don't know if you're yeah. being into like horoscopes, but I'm a cancer to a T. Um, so I can say I go I can go with the flow, but if things don't go a certain way. Like, it's like the world is ending. The world is ending in my eyes. Like, nothing can fix it. Nothing can solve it. Like, I will just cancel all plans. And, like, it's – it's. so my my therapist, because I, I do suffer from manic depression, unfortunately. Um, it does run in my family. So part of this journey was seeking help mentally. And I was like, okay, maybe put my pride to the side and go see somebody. And she's yeah. – my therapist is great. I love her. If anybody suffers from mental health, illnesses or anything find somebody to talk to because there is no there's there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody there there really is nothing wrong and um you know i know some people are like well i have friends your friends are not licensed (laughs) they They are not they they are not licensed and they do not always have your best interest in heart so don't go to your friends (laughs) (laughs) some things you can go to them but with like life crises so she told me that um I should learn to just, she said something very deep to me and it's become one of my life's mottos. And she says, it's none of my business what other people think of me. Exactly. And that's, and that statement has been so freeing that I'm just like, if it's out of my control, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I I can't, I don't, at this point it's out of my control. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And 
You know, I used to go into the gym and think like everybody was staring at me. And like, if I did the move wrong, somebody was going to say something to me. I walk into the gym now and I'm like, I hope if you're looking at me, you're checking out my progress. Like, cause I've come a long way in two months. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just like, I, I just, that whole statement just really changed my whole mentality, my whole approach on life. I just feel, I've never felt more freer with things. Yeah, which is which is a big lift on big lift <coughs> weight off my shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I try and like you were saying that like the only thing you need to worry about is just what's in your control. And like I t- always tell people who are talking about losing weight or or anything like that, and they're like scared to go to the gym. I'm like nobody's looking at you. No, oh, no. And, it, I and was if actually they at the gym, I was at the gym on uh, I want to say Thursday. Um, poor Kayla, like the day Kayla was sick. Yeah. Um, she felt so bad. She's like, are you sure you're not mad? I'm like, girl, I love you. I said more than anything, I love you and I want you to feel better. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go to my gym because I'm not going to let this be an excuse for me to not go. Like not that old, old Caitlin would have done that. Oh, Caitlin's not going. So let me go home. I just had a rest day. So let me go to the gym on Thursday. So I went and good thing I did because I was, I was doing, um, my, my, my push, my, I'm sorry, my pull day. And a girl was there and she was like, I could tell she was so anxious and you know, nobody at the gym wants to be that guy to be like, Oh, well you're doing it wrong. Or nobody at the gym wants to be that guy to be like, Oh, Hey, let me help you. Or nobody wants to be that guy at the gym. And I looked at her and I said, first rule coming to this gym. I said, nobody's staring at you. I said, nobody gives a shit what you're doing. I said, second of all, I said, you are going to injure yourself by doing that move wrong. So I helped her and I showed her and I turned her on to Instagram channels that I've have helped me and I told her to go to the library, take out books like I've done, you know, I've done my research. Like I started making my meal plans. I started making my workout plans. Um, you know, for the first three weeks of my journey, I was doing only total body days. And then I would do like upper body, lower body abs, like, and then my body got used to that. So then I'm like, let me do push pull days. And then turn my legs, do full body. And then we do a hit and then just do strictly cardio or vice versa, figure everything out. So it's just, everything um, I'm learning myself. And I told her, I said, it's a learning process. I said, but here are some tools and good luck. And she, her whole attitude changed. She was like, all right, I can do this now. Like now, now I got this. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'm glad. Like I'm glad. (laughs) No, I mean, and and that's great that you, you saw saw that she needed help and you helped her because for the, for the most part, like when you go in the gym, nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares what you're doing. They have their, their, their headphones on their earbuds in like, and they're just going, and doing whatever their program is for the day, and then they leave. Exactly. But like, I I'm I'm glad that you you helped her because I know when I started, I kind of had to test and retest, and I still do this to this day. Like, I try to figure out how to do things. So like, I I am that kind of person who researches everything. So like, when I first started, I just got on the treadmill and walked, and that's all I did. And then when I started doing weights, I was like, let me look up stuff on YouTube about weightlifting or pick up a book from the library and, and learn stuff about weightlifting. And then I just started learning stuff like slowly and then I'll just incorporate it. So I, like, I think that that stuff's more readily available now than it was in like 2011, 2012. But like for the most part, like everybody's knowledgeable for, to the most, to, like, to an extent. So like most people know what they're doing. Exactly. And nowadays there's so much social networking <clears throat> going on mm-hmm. that now is the time for you to get your weight in, in, in check. Now is the time for you to take the leap of faith and, you know, become uncomfortable because if you're comfortable with life, you're doing something wrong. You have to be uncomfortable to yes. know that you're doing something right. And this whole process for me, woo, 
let me tell you, it is the most uncomfortable I've ever <laughs> been in my life. <laughs> most uncomfortable. Let me tell you, I'm doing workout moves. That I'm just like, oh, God. But like, you know what? I can feel it. And, you know, it's really breaking me out of my comfort zone in the box that I put myself in. But I wouldn't change any of this so far for the world. And I know it's going to get tough, but I have you, I have Kayla, I have Chelsea, I have Danny, I have my best friend, Tony. I have support system family here, have support system home. So I know that I'm going to do it this time. And I can't wait to see where I am in a year. And Kayla tells me all the time. She's like, girl, I can't wait to see where you are in six months. I can't wait to see you are in eight months. I can't wait to see where you are in a year. And I said, I'm going to cry. I said, you might have to like literally like make me realize that it's not a dream. (laughs) So I'm pushing for that because anytime the, the scale doesn't move or anytime I feel like, you know, I'm having a rough day. I'm just like, you know what? I'm still running the race and so, I'm still not alone in this. And I can, I got this. I'm having a rough day, but I got this. And exactly. It's, it's, it's a different, it's a different feeling. It's a different, this, it's just, I have a better feeling about this journey. I just, I just know that this time is, is it, is my time. You know, 2020 is going to be the next decade. I'm going into it a whole new mindset, a whole new body, a whole new, attitude on life a whole new love for life like friends just everything it's just the the end of 2019 has been groundbreaking it has been shattering it's been ripping my comfortable skin off of me but i am i'm happy that it finally happened because Mm -hmm. i couldn't wait another i couldn't go into a new decade the same person yeah i I mean and we've had conversations in dms and we were talking about you know 2020 being a whole new decade and and I think I was telling you how, like, this decade has been, like, a whirlwind between, like, getting married and having a kid and, like, now, like, you know, going through some life changes. And then, like, the whole next decade is something totally different. So, like, it's just interesting to see, like, where the next decade could go for you. Yeah. And it's so funny because my coworkers know how I used to be. And they're like, oh, you know, they know what's going on in my life. And, um... You, you know a little bit what's going on in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they were like, aren't you scared? And I said, yeah. I said, but isn't it exciting? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm terrified. I said, but isn't that the <laughs> exciting part? <laughs> and they were like just shocked because <clears throat> last year I'd have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to do this. Like maybe it's not the right decision. You know, I would have put myself in that box and put myself in that comfortable box. And this year I'm just like, yeah, I'm terrified. But that's the exciting part about it. And they're just like, what? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, what have you done with Caitlin? <laughs> but I, I'm loving it. So. <laughs> no, no and, and it's good, though, because it, like, going into, like, going into, like, this thing, just, like, being in the unknown is, like, going through, like, a dark cave. And then, like, really not having, like, a flashlight that, work, that works, really. Like, it, it goes off and on. And so, like, you're exploring really without any kind of guide to help you. So you're just kind of figuring it out. Right. And I think that's the best because if I had a guide, if I would have, if you would have given me a book of my life saying, all right, Caitlin, this is what's going to be like, you're going to hit some rough patches and you're going to think it's going to be good. And you're going to be, think this is going to be it. And you're going to, you know, think that these people are going to be in your life forever. Yeah. And they're really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken leaps of faith and I wouldn't have, you know, reached out to Kayla and reached out to you and started, you know, really putting myself out there because I have a huge fear of rejection, huge fear of rejection. My biological father, you can thank him for that, um, because he kind of just he was out of my life for a while. He came in for a little bit and then he made up a lie to get back out of my life. 
So it really messed me up. And, you know, anytime anybody new came into my life, I would enjoy their presence for about 46 hours, <laughs> literally. And then the last two hours, I would spend pushing them away to the point where they'd be like, yo, you're crazy and leave my life. Because I figured, hey, this, this person has the potential to hurt me. And because I don't want to be rejected, I'm going to push them out of my life before yeah. they have that chance. And it was only hurting me in the long run. So lessons learned. And I'm glad that I'm going to be rejected. It is what it is. I'm going to get rejected from jobs, you know, from opportunities, from friends, from, you know, just random things. But, you know, what? it's OK, because that might not be the door that was supposed to be open for me. Exactly. So, <laughs> just a better mindset to have. See, I like your mindset because <laughs> most people, most people be like, oh, but what if I don't get it? And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, if you think about stuff in what ifs, like, then you're going to be stuck in what ifs. You, exactly. have, to, you, you have to get out of what ifs. If you speak the negatives, it's going to happen. It, it's, and people sometimes don't realize the power of words. They sometimes don't realize when you say it, it's in the airways and you cannot take it back. Like they yeah. do. I do believe in the power of words. So. When I wake up in the morning, I do give myself some affirmations in the morning. And I started and I in the beginning when, <clears throat> you know, you know, I got walked out on and my relationship was just not where it was and everything. I started going to CODA meetings and the serenity prayer started helping me. And it was yeah. just I started really I started really taking myself all the there's a I have a saying on my on my Instagram now that I I really enjoy having on there. <laughs> and it was, I took back all the love I was giving the wrong people and started giving it to myself because I love with my whole heart. Like I have, I, I will love you. Even if I just met you, I love you already because that's just me. Yeah. And instead of giving it to the people who would suck the life out of me, I started just taking it back. It was like, you know what? You don't deserve that. Give me back that. Thank you. That's a piece of my heart that you don't get. <laughs> and this is a piece of my heart that you don't get. Oh, you, you have two pieces of my heart. I need those back. And you know, unfortunately, I had to make some harsh cuts with friends, but they wouldn't have fit into my life now. And I don't have time for toxic people. I don't have exactly. time to have. I don't even want to give them the time of day. I don't even want to give them the opportunity to spew their venom in my life. So I just keep them at a distance and don't even give them the opportunity to get in even within arm's length. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, that, and that's a good place to be. Like, you don't want that negative vibe, like in your, in your universe, and like in your in your realm. Like, you don't want that just that energy, like just kind of like mixing with your positive energy and just kind of bringing you down. Like, you don't want any of that. It is a it is a draining energy, and you know, I had it for a <clears> while <throat> when my dad died because I was blaming God, I was blaming my mom, I was blaming everything I could because. Yeah. Well, if she did this, then he would still be alive. And then, like, but you know what? He was responsible for himself for being taken unexpectedly, unfortunately. You know, exactly. he was a smoker. His, you know, his doctor told him he could not smoke, and he still smoked. And it was a, it was, oh, it was a harsh reality to accept that he was the reason why he died. But again, it was so freeing because the, the little things that you don't think hold you back do. They end up being what holds you back the most. Yeah. And my dad's death was one of those things that was holding me back from moving forward into the future because I thought, well, he died. Why do I like, obviously I don't deserve to get married. Obviously it was just such a negative turn. And it was like, you know what? It, it happens. And yeah. you know, I had, I had him for 10, 11 years and the memories I have, at least I have them. 
And it's funny because people would say that to me in the beginning. I'd be like, go fuck yourself because that's not enough. I wanted more time. Like, you give me a taste. Now I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Because there are kids out there that don't have parents. There are kids out exactly. there that, you know, there are single kids. There, there, there are kids that come from single parents that never get to have a stepdad. And I got lucky enough to have one of the most amazing men as my stepdad. So, the, again, this whole 2019 year, it started off as like, oh, my gosh. And it ended as, wow, this has been a, a, a hard decade. But I'm, I'm going to the next one, better person. <laughs> and, I mean, that's good. Uh, and I... I commend you on that because, like, like you said, like you, you just really started in October. Like you really started hitting the ground running in October. So, like, let let me ask you this because I didn't really ask you this, but like, what made you what what made you start in October? Um, I was gonna start in September, um, but <laughs> that didn't happen. And you know, I, my first post on my Instagram is like from September twenty fourth or whatever mm-hmm. it is, which is something, and. You know what it is? I seven has always been my lucky number, and Kayla said something in on which is in her Instagram bio, which again has become a staple of me of my transformation as well and my journey. Time is going to pass anyway, and yeah. I was like, you know what? I can keep putting this off, or I could just wake up Monday morning and be like, this is it. And it happened to be the seventh, which happens to be a lucky number because it is my you know my birth month, and um, it just. I just had a good feeling to start on the 7th and I just woke up that Monday and I said, this is it, Caitlin, no matter what happens, <clears throat> no matter how hard it gets, no matter what happens, you're just going to keep running. And I have been running ever since. <laughs> I haven't stopped since. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, 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 I know I've only known you for like a few weeks because well, I, I think I met you like about a month, From and, Kayla. <laughs> about a month and a half in because I, I started talking to Kayla like at the end of October. So I think it was like, closer closer to thanksgiving like right before thanksgiving that i yes. started talking to you so like yeah it you were a good solid month in by the time i started talking to you yes i was i was and it's funny because i met kayla literally four days into it and i had no idea what i was doing when we were working out <laughs> i had a shoulder routine that i was i memorized from like one of the girls i follow on instagram um she's she's great her name is meg rose fit <laughs> i've never met her but mm-hmm. she's we talked on instagram and She's been her her workout routines are a staple. They're 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 phenomenal. Um, so if anyone's lost, Meg Rose dot fit. <laughs> She's on Instagram. Um, but she, uh, I went there with a shoulder routine that she had on her Instagram, and I'm like, all right, well, this is what we're doing, and it worked out well because Kayla ended up her gut was like burning. She was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> my shoulders hurt. Like <laughs> it just so happened that I was like, great, but like I had no idea what I was really doing when her and I first met. And I couldn't even stay on the stairs with her for more than five minutes. Like, I was like, oh, I can do this. I got this. By, like, three minutes, I was like, oh, my God, I might die. Like, I might be dying right now. Like, I think this is it. I think this is before I die. (laughs) And then I got off and I was like, I texted her. I was like, I'll be on the elliptical. (laughs) (laughs) And now I do 30 minutes on the Stairmaster, like, on level seven, level eight. And it's like I wait till I get that euphoric feeling. I'm just like, yes, I got this. (laughs) It's just keep going now <laughs> yeah y'all can have the stairs that's not my thing daryl tries to get me on the stairs all the time I'm like nope it's you not. know what i i do not like the treadmill so you could have the treadmill <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the treadmill i can sit on the treadmill for a long time i'll take the stairmaster you can have the treadmill <laughs> match made in heaven we set we in there <laughs> yeah. so what what was your routine like when you first started was it just like when you first like that first day walking to the gym what did you do 
the first day when I got to the gym, um, the first day I went in there, I did total body um, because that was what I was familiar with. I yeah. did a little bit of everything. Um, <clears throat> and then I kind of did like upper body. I did lower body. So like Monday, Tuesday, I'm sorry, Monday, Wednesday were leg days. Tuesday, Thursday were upper body days. Friday was like total body. Um, so I was just kind of winging it. I really didn't know what I was doing. I, d- I wasn't doing free weights. I was doing more of the machines yeah. um, when I first started because that was the simplest thing to do. It's also the safest then, thing. <laughs> exactly. The safest thing. Because if you don't know how to lift properly, you're going to hurt yourself. Exactly. And I had no idea what I was doing. So um, the second week I was in my journey, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to fail if I keep just doing the machines because I hate walking around the gym with like wandering. Like, what am I going to do today? Like, I like going there with an agenda what I'm going to do, get my machines, get my spot, and mm-hmm. then just body it out. So I met with a trainer um, up the block from my job because I was getting information for some girls that I work with because they're too terrified. So I was like, I'll go get the gym information for you, no problem. And she was like, listen, she goes, I'll give you a free session if you want, and we can like create a plan for you. She goes, because I admire that you're on this journey, and I admire you coming in for your coworkers to get the gym information. <laughs> so I was like, really? I was like, okay. And this girl is like yeah. okay so i met with her that friday of the following of the following week the second week of my journey and she came up with okay for the first 3 4 weeks you're going to do total body 3 days a week the other 2 days you're going to do upper body lower body and then you're going to have two rest days so i did that yeah and then i did that for about 3 weeks and i was trying to do it for my fourth week and my body was like no like i'm used to this <laughs> Like, girl, you have an athletic, you have an athletic body. I'm already used to this already. Change it up. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And luckily, um, the guys I work with at the ice rink are, some of them are fit. Some of them are actually went to school for like, um, what is it for like, uh, just was fit, not fitness. I sound so ignorant when I say stuff like that, when I don't know what I'm talking about. Kinesiology and stuff like that. Right. They went to school for like, you know, physical therapy and just different the muscles and just stuff for the human body. So I was, yeah. I talked to them and this one guy, Tom was like, well, you could try doing push pull days and then train your legs. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. So then I researched push days, pull days, the muscle groups that are worked, yep. you know, how to properly lift, how to properly do the form, how to, what machines could go well with, you know, what free weights and just so on and so forth. So then I started doing push pull days, working my legs out twice a week, um, I do one total body, and then I try to do hit cardio at least once a week. But since I started the ice rink, my workout routine has been a little off, but yeah. I've still been going to the gym. So I'm not upset because this is the first week that I've been constant with the gym. Like, I didn't go today because the day got away from me, but tomorrow I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's better than last week. So that's what I keep striving to. Like, again, this is – it's just for the winter time. The winter time, the ice rink throws me off because it's the middle of my day – on weekends and then friday when i get out of work at two o'clock i go right to them by three thirty. so it's just like it threw me off but it's not an excuse and i never see all that as excuse and i'm glad i didn't because now i'm just trying new things and next week is a new week and gonna see it as that way again <laughs> and what's your what's your food look like what okay let's say what what did your food look like when you started and what does your your food look like now Uh, My food, when I first started, I was, like, grabbing small meals. I was doing shakes in the morning. um, Or I would do, like, oatmeal, and I would have, like, little snacks. And then I realized that I wasn't really exerting enough energy to be snacking all day Mm because I sit at a desk, unfortunately. 
So I was like, all right, so I'm kind of just like eating my calories in one sitting and then not really burning enough off. So let me rearrange it. So then <clears throat> I kind of have like a shake in the morning or oatmeal and then I'll have like a yogurt at right, like 1030, my 1030 break. Yeah. For my lunch, I'll have protein. I, 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 I started to do salads for a bit because I was on a chopped salad kick. Um, and then I started doing wraps a little bit, like trying to figure out what kind of wraps to have, but with my blood type and for me to go to the gym right after work, I need full protein for lunch. Yeah. So I started doing more protein during lunch with some vegetables and then I would have another snack at the, towards the end of the day. And then I'll either have a banana or a hard boiled egg before the gym, because that gives me that little oomph to get through that last the hour of the gym that I'm there. Yeah. But the, it's a complete change. I used to, I used to eat all these calories. I used to think that I would be eating a healthy salad, and it'd be like an over calorie salad. It wouldn't be a healthy salad. It'd just have like all these extra calories inputted, it, thinking that it was healthy, but it's really not because it's just extra little calories. And it's a whole a whole transformation. Like I don't know it all. I don't I don't think I'm not ever gonna know it all. <laughs> but I do have a good gist of my meals at this point, and I'm happy I do because it's just making everything a lot easier <laughs> with this yeah. journey. <laughs> I mean, and that's why I asked you because, like, you can kind of see a difference between how you started and how you are now. Like, in two months, you've changed everything that you've already done before in, a, in the previous two months. So, like, nothing's ever the same. There's always this constant evolving with with the, even your food and your exercise. So you're always changing something. So that, and that's why I asked you that question. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I love and I love change. I used to hate change. I used to. Um, I have cats and I am a cat person and cats don't like change and I don't like change. So I never used to embrace it, but now I do. So I listen to my body. If my body is like, listen, I need three rest days because you pushed me really hard and I'm really burnt out. I take three rest days. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but I'd rather take those three rest days than injure myself more and be out a week and a half or be out two weeks and then really set myself back. So I was like, all right, if I need two weeks, two days off, then I take two days off. I need three days off, I need three days off. But I haven't need, needed that because now I'm a little more acclimated to my rink schedule. Yeah. And I'm also I'm also not burning myself out because it's just an ice rink and I'm literally skating for six hours. I'm skating and just making sure kids don't kill themselves with, you know, with their blades. So it's it's an easy job. Um but I do, I do cut back hours a little bit because I'm just like, all right, I'm going to be drained this week, so let me cut back. Or you know what, I'm gonna, this is going to be a hard gym week, so I'm not going to work at the ice rink this day. So I'm, lear I'm learning, and it's, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> and, and you're still getting some kind of activity at the, at the ice rink, too. So, like, you're still getting some kind of activity. Oh, yeah. I, I still over – my calories are always met. My minutes, my active minutes are met. My standing minutes are met. Yeah. So I am. But I, I'm so used to seeing my numbers in the high thousands and like the high, yeah. like over the minutes or like over like 56 minutes instead of 30 and like standing for 17 hours instead of 12. Like, so like I'm used to seeing the high numbers. So it's like on Saturday and Sunday when I'm not really exerting that much energy at the ice rink, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so I'll actually speed skate and they, they'll be like, you're such a good skater. I'm just like, I'm just trying to get my heart rate up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness wait so you you have an apple watch right i do and i do I, remember my activity remember my activity tracker broke i was so upset like i, I didn't didn't think to my phone for two weeks i was i was mortified <laughs> i was yeah, mortified I, I, and, and i'm gonna say that i hate that's the only thing i hate about the apple watch is that like it will like force you to get like all your rings closed 
So it would bull, it would bully you into being like, hey, you, you usually a little bit further than this by now. What are you doing? Get up. Yeah, like I get yelled at at my watch sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, like listen, like listen, I listen, I can't get up right now. You gotta wait, like you gotta wait 13 more seconds. Like just wait one second. And so I do, I understand the bully part because it's just like beep beep. Uh, you're almost there. Time to stand up. And I'm like, what? I just stood up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like stand up again. Yeah, exactly. Stand up again. So, and then, and you know, it's funny because I'll be on the phone answering the phone, and I'll be standing typing, like <laughs> because my because my, my Apple Watch is yelling at me to stand up. I'm standing and typing and multitasking. Oh my goodness, who would have thunk? <laughs> it's a great invention, but it's also a bad invention because it pushes you to to actually get your rings closed, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then when I don't get my rings closed, it's just like that, like, you didn't get them closed. And it's just hanging over you, and it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. I'm just like, I should have just walked three more steps. <laughs> it, see, it used to bother me, and now I'm like, this is my rest day. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm just like, <laughs> Well, you will be surprised that we've actually gone an hour. Oh, really? Yes. Look at that. Because we just talk. It flows natural. <laughs> it just flows natural. No, it does. Uh, but um, if somebody wants to contact you, how would they get in, uh, in contact with you on Instagram? Um, my Instagram. It's uh, a girl named K underscore. I was thinking about changing it, but I was like, you know what? I, I really like a girl named K because that's just, that's just me. It's just... It's me. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should change it to something more cool because, like, I'm on that fitness grind. But I'm like, no, I'm going to stay humble. <laughs> Just keep it a girl yeah, named K. Yeah, let's not. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't change it like, like a lot of people do. And then you're like, who is this and new then person? I, then I fall off the boat and no one knows it. No, I'm good. I'm just going to say a girl named K because that's just, that's me. I am a girl named K. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you coming on on a Saturday night because I know you're busy. So, like, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate you having me. I'm honored that you actually, you know, actually ha- are having me on here. I'm thankful. And I'm glad I got to talk to you. You know, I, it was nice to actually talk to you and not just on Instagram. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really, really nice talking to you. And thank you for letting me share my story. <laughs> I want to thank Caitlin for coming on again and sharing her story. And like I said, she, she's a beast. And like I said, just being two months into this weight loss journey. Well, now almost, th- almost, f- almost um, four months into the journey, um, since it's coming out in January, uh, she's killing it. Um, she, there's no sign of stopping with her. And it's good that she has somebody like Kayla in her corner and you can kind of see, you know, they feed off each other. And, um, it, it, it's just interesting to see like, like the, the, the work, the, the work ethic for between like a lot of people. And, um, Kaylin definitely has it. And like I said, if you want to follow her on Instagram, you can follow her on Instagram at a girl named K underscore. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at Willie Gillis. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at what I live for podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> January has been fun. Like these, these episodes are, are getting deeper and deeper and it's just, it's been fun to record them. And I, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, I've got a lot more coming and it, and it's going to get even, they're, they're going to get even better. So like, I hope you guys enjoy all these episodes that I've been putting out. Um, but other than that, I will get off of here, but I hope you guys, uh, have a good day and I will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>